I think pretty much every disappointment in marriage can be traced to an unmet expectation, and uh, that applies to sex. The more honest and open you are about your expectations as you learn uh, this aspect of the relationship, the stronger your marriage can be. I'm John Fuller in the studio with Greg and Aaron Smalley, and they lead our marriage team here at the ministry. Uh, We're going to revisit a conversation now with Deborah Faleta and Gary Thomas, who have done extensive research on sexuality in marriage, and here they are now with Jim Daly. In addition to that, you have something, and I'll get to you in a minute, Gary, to give the male response there, but this sexpectations, it's Mm -hmm. a play on words, obviously, but what are those sexpectations? You know, sexpectations are the beliefs that we have going into marriage about what sex will be like. And many times those beliefs are actually wrong or rooted in unhealthy things. Think about how Hollywood shapes our expectations of what sex is going to be like. You know, it's quick, it's easy, it's clean, and you're snuggling at the end of the night. There's no regrets. It just comes so naturally. And then when you get into marriage and it's not like that, or you're not always in the mood, or you're struggling sometimes, or it's not working the way that you thought it would work, you really start to struggle because now you're trying to align your reality to these false expectations. Mm. Other false expectations that we bring in are a result of our past. Maybe we've got wounds from abuse. And sex is actually a painful thing, you know, painful emotionally or even physically. And now we're coming to marriage and we're trying to align our reality with these false expectations. So so I suggest that instead of aligning our sex life to the false expectations, we start rewriting our expectations. We start aligning them to the healthy biblical truth of what sex is and what it's supposed to be like in our marriage. Yeah. Uh, Gary, we're right down to the end here, and I do want to come back next time and maybe a third day, who knows? <laughs> but uh, you can tell this is a topic that's so important yeah. to me, and to, it should be to most people. You have a quote, though, and, and you can work in the, the male response to what we were just talking okay. about, but I do want to get this quote, and you said, a great sex life is something you make, not something you find. Man, that is a great statement. Yeah. Now tell us what that I means. I actually think that was in Deborah's chapter, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> that, was that yours? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take the okay. credit. No way. Oh, but, that's funny. But you know, going back to what you said, they, we have a, a chapter called Sacred Simmering, where the Bible not only says it's okay to think about the sexually desirable qualities of your spouse, it celebrates it. Researchers have talked about simmering for some time. Simmering is the notion that it's difficult to go from ice cold to red hot. And so if you simmer, if you know physical intimacy is going to happen that evening, you start to get your mind ready. And what's amazing to me, 3,000 years ago, the Bible has a woman thinking about the sexually desirable qualities of her husband and the man thinking about that with his wife, which tells us thinking about your spouse that way, it's not lustful. It's not condemned. It's actually prescribed in the Bible if it's your spouse. Now, there's a difference we know just from brain science that for guys, initial sexual arousal often is in the limbic portion of our brain. So we do tend to be more physical. Deborah will tell you for women, it's often in the neocortex. If the guy has been kind, the relational quality, he's good with the kids, that often actually is a better way for a wife to simmer than for guys often thinking about things they enjoy about their spouse. This is all on a spectrum. No man is alike, no woman is alike. But I love that the Bible is celebrating, hey, get your mind in gear. And 
look, to be honest, my wife has had to do that with me sometimes. I can get tired so early because I'm such a morning person. I've got deadlines. She says, hey, something's going to happen at 930 tonight. <laughs> you need to get your mind in gear. And, and I actually appreciate that because she's saying, okay, this is for us. We're going to share it together. So reserve a little energy for me. This must be a spectrum thing because it's like dessert for me. There's always room for dessert. <laughs> <laughs> but, but here's the thing. If it's an important part of your marriage and life, if, if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are paying uh, Tom Brady millions of dollars to be ready on Sunday, he has responsibility to get his mind in gear and have his body rested. If we recognize that sexual intimacy can be such a life-giving, relationship-building, personally affirming aspect of marriage, there's a time when you say, okay, I need to reserve some energy for it. I need to put some focus on it. And I want it to be something that I can bless my spouse with. So this is a blessing, not a burden in our marriage. That's how God designed it. Well, Aaron, speak to the wife who constantly feels that she doesn't have the energy to have sex as often as her husband does. Um, I think that's a pretty common thing. How can she be honest about where she's at, and and how does she open up uh, about keeping intimacy going in the relationship? It's important that she does talk about it, but recognizing that there are going to be times that her husband approaches her and you know has puts out a bid for connection through sex. And she's not going to feel or desire that in that moment. And so it's really having that conversation both with herself and with her spouse. Like, what do I do when he approaches me? Giving herself permission to say, you know what, I'm, I'm not there, not right now. But then what does that mean? What are we setting up for the expectations in our relationship as far as if someone says no, well, then they initiate. Hmm the next time, or we talk about it, or, you know, we talk about when, or what, it, what is it going to look like in our relationship? And I tell you, just even on what you were saying, that is so helpful. When I go to initiate and you're just not at that place that you actually call that out, you say, Hey, you know, thank you for initiating. Um, I noticed that and that's important to me. And here's kind of where I'm at are you okay with, you know, let's do this to, tomorrow or whenever. But, it, but what I like is that, that you acknowledge that, that I was initiating kind of that bid mm. to connect in that way. And I'm just saying that's, I like how you do that. Well, good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that, it's always this good to be, be affirmed. <laughs> yes. Well, there's so much to say about this. Yes. Any final comments? Yes. The, you know, what I would say too is that for a woman, I love how our dear friend, Dr. Julie Slattery, talks about, you know, prepare your mind, your body for a sexual encounter with your husband. And so much of it for a woman starts in our mind and preparing yourself proactively to engage in sex. And mm -hmm. that's something that we have control of. And I love that thought because it is something that is so important. And this is a gift to our relationship our friend, Dr. Julie Slattery, also talks about that this is a celebration of what God has done. Mm -hmm. Well, the sexual aspect of marriage is super important. It's been twisted by the world and by the enemy. We want to uh, kind of reclaim that ground. And Gary Thomas has written a great little article called How to Be a Better Lover. We're going to link to that in the show notes. And uh, we also, of course, have the entire book written by Gary and Deborah Falata called Married Sex. It is a terrific resource. It's so uh, comprehensive. 
And uh, it's available to you when you make a donation to Focus on the Family today, either a monthly pledge or one-time gift of any amount. Learn more in the show notes. Next time, we'll offer hope to blended families as we hear more from Gary Chapman and Ron Deal. For now, on behalf of Aaron and Greg and the entire team, thanks for listening. I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.